0: con radio presented by wizard world radio for geeks
1: i am the terror that flaps in the night i am the bug that splatters across the windshield of crime i am Darkwing duck and i'm listening to the candare podcast how about you
2: and welcome to another episode of Can Dare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Jake Runyon. And joining us today from Think Alike Productions, we have Richard Rivera and Ruben Romero. Thanks for being with us, guys. No
1: problem. It's a pleasure.
2: Always a pleasure on our end, too. We always have fun with you guys. So, Absolutely. Uh, looking forward to a good show. I think Ruben's part of the Three Timers Club now. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> should, we, should we send yeah. him his uh, crested jacket? Yeah, and I respect <laughs> your signet ring in the mail. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've earned my patches without having to kill anybody.
0: <laughs> oh, we didn't say that. Uh-oh. And there is still blood in, blood out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. And this week's Retro Roundtable seems fitting as he's uh, he was in town this past weekend with the Arnold Fitness Expo. So why not, right? Uh, then after that, we're going to talk comics. Then we're going to turn our attention over to Richard and Ruben and talk a little bit about Wild Bull and Shipper. I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, it was a fun read. That's a treat. So let's kick it off with this week's retro roundtable. And away we go. <laughs> <laughs> do <I'll be> <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! All right, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Where should we begin? Probably, uh, you just want to go around doing favorites, or...? Hercules in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> kindergarten Cop. Ooh, <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. I remember seeing that in the movie theater. I remember... Wait, was there, walking...
1: What is it... What... Was Hercules in L.A. or in, or in New, New York? New York. Oh yeah. no! Yeah, that's right. It
3: was New York. That's but right. it really, it was, dropped the ball on this yeah, one. Man.
2: It was overdubbed so bad, so bad. <laughs> oh, father, why must I go to New York? He just you came see off my the boat pretty much from that. He yeah. got picked up right away. Yeah, I don't. Maybe he couldn't talk very fluent at that
3: time. His accent was way too thick, or something right. like that. Yeah.
0: You know, in my head, I see the script, and just it specifically calls for some really off-putting Austrian guy. It's
3: like <laughs> we needed
2: to. No
0: one can understand. For this role,
4: (laughs) someone reads for the role and they're like, Father, I must, I'm sorry, you've got to go on. No, (laughs) no good for this role. (laughs) We can understand you perfectly. That's not what we're looking
1: for. That's not the guy we're looking for. No, I can see where, where, you know, what, 1970 something? I mean, he was huge. I mean, you're talking about, you know, Mr. Universe Arnold Schwarzenegger at his prime. And uh, and it makes sense that you know his first, I, I think it was his first movie would be, you know, he would be Hercules. You know, of course oh, he is. Sure.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, he's got the body so much like we don't care about the voice. Just give us the <laughs> body for the film.
0: Right. They were really on crunch time to cast that role. I guess <laughs> <They were> just, <laughs> just, as long as they meet one third of the criteria, we got a Hercules right.
2: again. Though yeah. man, Harlan Schwarzenegger, like he said, that that was, he was. Big. I yeah, mean, he had the
0: star power. That's for yeah. I'm yeah. sure.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I had. Well, I still have some Arnold Schwarzenegger action figures around here. <laughs> yeah,
0: me too. I mean, I got this. Um, it's Terminator. He's got this dorky red shirt, which he never wears in the movie. And like these long weird boots that I swear to God they look like they're like gem studded.
2: No, 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 no. That's not That'll Terminator. Be it's not Action Terminator. Hero. Last Action Hero. Oh, oh man. man, I've got that exact figure <laughs> really? right in that closet right it's there. He's <laughs>
0: got like that underhand missile launcher. Yes,
3: yeah, it's oh, all it's all so cool.
2: These are the moments that Air is made of right here. Love this. Love oh, this. I love and,
1: now, and now you've named my my favorite Arnold movie, which is Last Action Hero. That was going to be yeah, mine it's too. Cool one. It's got Charles Dance. I loved I it loved amazing. it. I loved everything about it. Maybe not so much Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie, just the <laughs> thought of, you know, the golden ticket being yeah. able to like go oh, into the movie and the, the your characters coming out and invading your world I always like. I was like oh man I wish that would happen it was a great but, you know, concept if you, th- if you think about it you, you probably wouldn't want that really to happen no <laughs> well,
2: especially in the case of Last Action Hero or what were those movies called in the movie The Slater Jack Slater yeah. 1, 2, Jack 3, Slater. 4 yeah Oh, I'll tell you what else was great about that movie was the soundtrack. It had like Queen Saraik, Megadeth, ACDC, <laughs> just balls to the wall the whole time it's in the player.
0: That's a movie that knew exactly what it wanted to be and nailed right. it, you know? Yeah. And it, yeah.
2: and it, I don't know, it presented itself in such a way where, it, I mean, it bombed, I think, oh, horribly yeah, in the theater. Yeah. And the marketing for it was huge. Like yeah. Burger King had toys and cups and stuff. The action figures were everywhere. But yeah, man, it bombed. But. There was even a character in it that was animated. That animated cat, Detective. Sure, oh, yeah. I
3: think, I only watched it, I think, once, and it was on TV. So I, I don't know the whole experience oh, as well, because I don't remember no animated cat.
2: Oh, I've watched no, that you movie. The,
1: you got the edited down version. Yeah. Where it would, you know. <laughs> because I even think the cat was like you know slick mouth you know said a couple of bad words and everything I mean Oh it was, exactly I, like, again that movie like you said it was it, it knew what it wanted to be and and it nailed it and uh and even though it bombed it's it's still one of those things where you better believe if it's on it could be on at three in the morning I'm staying up you know I'm oh, running, yeah. I'm running Absolutely. Running. you
0: make time
4: for the last oh, action yeah. hero oh yeah oh, that's yeah. really I the think, time
2: to watch it oh yeah
4: I think the animated cat got its own agent and had it salt pulled from the
2: movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> animated cats making movies that did better than I can last do better than hero. this.
3: <laughs> the only animated cat I remember seeing with live action was the Paula Abdul video.
1: Very Whoa. similar. <laughs> it was very similar.
4: It
3: very was similar very cat. Was he so, you
4: know, yes. Yeah. What a oh, weird dog That was cool. <laughs>
2: Man, that was such a good movie. I'm like thinking about it now, it's all coming back to me. Uh,
0: there was a last action hero pinball machine. I used to play religiously at this pinball I hall think I band.
3: might have played that. Oh, my God. That's so cool. beyond
0: awesome. It I would love to play game. that. It was so old that you couldn't understand a goddamn thing it said <laughs> to you. But it was
3: worth <laughs> 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 just, yeah. it. Just
0: like it was, it was authentic. It was just like.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it may as well have been a Hercules in New York pinball machine.
2: Wasn't a Nintendo <laughs> game for that Movie terrible. There, uh, I never played it, but there was one. I I can't uh, contest for its. I can't imagine it was good. Yeah. Well, most movie games, movies to games are terrible anyway. Yeah. yeah. Especially back in the, the lower bit game days. Yeah. I just I Ar- how Arnold got to meet his character in the movie. So you have like two Schwarzeneggers like right next to each other. That was that was Tale fantastic. of Two
0: Schwarzenegger.
2: And then Ian McKellen, <laughs> very nice. <laughs> Ian McKellen played death in that movie too right yeah
1: no i want you i, I did i want you guys to go imdb the cast because i just did it and it's full of stars like i'm talking about like guys that are killing you know movies yeah. and, and shows right now you've got charles dance you've got uh f murray abram i mean tywin oh, lannister no, really? was the bad guy you know what i'm saying was oh. i mean that dude, dude is I mean.
0: a dead ringer for peter cushing it's a shame yeah. that, like, Tarkin really. is canonically dead, because he would be my first choice to mm-hmm. res- resurrect that character.
2: Didn't, uh, like, Tina Turner made in a, in a cameo appearance? Uh, 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 Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, at the big... Slater 5 movie premiere at, like, the end scene of the movie? Oh,
0: it's, it's eluding me right
2: now. So this is just becoming a last-action hero set in the So Richard, I was a junior in high school MC, during this.
1: Even MC, Hammer, even MC Hammer was in the movie. I mean, <laughs> yes. Come on. Oh, Little Richard, too. Look at this. Yep. Wow.
3: Yeah.
1: You got it's Noah bad. Emmerich. I mean, Tina Turner. Tina Turner was the mayor in the movie. And there we go. <laughs> Why yeah,
2: the hell it's done? all coming back. Oh, Bobby Brown. Yeah. <laughs> I was way too excited about that.
1: <laughs> and, and you want to know the sad part about the whole thing? It never what? won an Oscar. Oh, what a shame.
0: <laughs> Guys, I don't think oh, I'm man. exaggerating when I say this is the greatest American movie ever
2: made. <laughs> Man, I know what I'm doing next weekend
3: 37%
2: on Rotten Tomatoes It's on
0: uh, It's beating Gods of Egypt right now It has about the same
2: rating as uh, Fuller House does right now So (laughs) let that sink in Oh no Shots fired (laughs) James Belushi was in it? Yeah he played a uh, Or no How come it says Robert Patrick as the T-1000 was in it? Because he was Like there was a scene When the little boy Was trying to prove To Slater Inside the movie That he was in a movie The T-1000 Comes walking by he's like Holy crap Jack (laughs) You fought him I remember that Now yeah so, did Arnold make any other movies? I don't
3: know. No, no, he just, oh. he's one and done. I don't you like know, so. he wanted to quit while he was in. One ahead. hit wonder kind of guy, right? <laughs> True Lies. Oh, yeah, my oh, God. I love True Lies too. I do love True what Lies. What a great movie to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll sit and watch that one every time. I've watched that so many times, it's not even funny. Activia commercials make me think of that movie. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That movie keeps me regular. (laughs) I tell you what, top of my list has got to be Total Recall. That's a good. I'm confident enough to say that's my favorite Schwarzenegger movie because it's Mm. like those movies. It's Verhoeven, right? The director. I always forget his name. Uh, That I don't know. Weird, but he's got just the right mix of like intelligence and absurd obscene gore where it's just like meaningless and gratuitous and he, he hits that balance so perfectly that you can't even harp on the movie for being, like, campy or anything like Take
3: that. Take my hands, it's Mr. Clay. <laughs> no!
0: <laughs> There's one scene that always stands out when Benny's chasing him down in some big industrial mining machine or something, and he's got that drill. He's like, die, Benny! <laughs> and he drives it through the Benny. car.
2: <laughs> the face exploding, oh, I mean.
0: the greatest. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then when he... <laughs> When he falls out into you know the void of Mars And he's rolling down that hill And it's so obvious they recorded the sound sen- So he's going down there just ooh, ee, ah <laughs> <laughs> It's
2: like not even synced <laughs> <laughs> Why is he ooh and when he should be i Oh, so awesome Oh, that's funny I love it Okay, here's a really good one An actually good one Predator
0: Oh. Yes Oh, oh, oh yeah. That's that, a solid movie.
2: Yeah. Speaking of one of those movies that you catch on TV, you can't go past it. Once no. you see mm-hmm. it, you stop and there you are. I mean, what? Can't make it, it, it to the up. wedding
0: predators on. What do you want me to do? <laughs> right.
3: It still holds up pretty good too. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Even yeah. when uh what was it, Jesse Ventura's arm gets
2: blown off. Yeah. <laughs> That's still man, love that part. It's just, yeah. just gripping the trigger still while it's laying on the ground. Shooting. Oh man. I mean, I'm sure it's pretty cliche to say, but the final showdown's my favorite. Like when he covers Himself in mud oh, and he starts at yes. fire just trying to get him to come out. Oh, that was bad. Yeah. Sitting there with the flare, he's all lit up yeah. and brown. Come yeah. on, do it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you waiting for?
3: <laughs> there is a practical application
0: for that phrase every day of your life, and if you don't find it, you're just not looking hard enough.
3: <laughs> oh, this is come on, do it. <laughs> yeah,
2: do it already. <laughs> do it.
1: Make your McDonald's breakfast order now. Or do it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay.
1: Sure. I said you can find uh, all kinds of uses for that phrase for sure. Oh,
2: for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Looking into a lighter side of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> oh, you forgot about this, gem, didn't we?
0: Well, see, when I saw that, I was too young to recognize a bad movie. Every movie I saw was the best movie I've ever right. seen. You know, I was just like, ah, cool. <laughs> and I do remember having those one of those Turbo Man action figures. It was a cool looking there, action figure. Like yeah, yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, it had like the wrist missile launcher thing. That thing was sweet. <laughs> I would still like to have a terrible
2: man, but it does not <laughs> yeah. does not speak to the uh the uh, quality of the movie no. by mm-hmm. any means. I mean they were definitely trying to cash in on the Power Ranger yeah. uh popularity at the it was time. It is a
0: quality toy. Suck yeah. me in for yeah, what was. that's worth, yeah. I thought it was yeah. cool as hell. It's still in my basement somewhere. i got to find that damn <laughs> thing.
2: Imagine coming across a Turbo Man
3: at uh, one of the cons or something in one of those toy bins.
2: Oh, I'd buy it, but I don't <laughs> think it would last. I don't think it would. Either that or you'd find it in like one of those discount bins where it's like missing an arm or something. Yeah. I'll no build an you. arm.
0: Whatever. I need to complete that. Right.
2: <laughs> one thing I didn't know, understand about that movie, and I think I've said this before when we've talked Christmas movies and this has come up, is, at the end, I mean, it's not like there's a mask or anything he wears. It's just like a clear visor <laughs> over his face, yeah. and his kid doesn't even recognize him. He's like, I guess that was kind of the point, though. He was never home, right? The dad was never home. Maybe he just oh, didn't know Oh, Yeah, him. that's why he
3: wanted the toy, because oh that, just that got made dark. him the great father. I, I need the
2: toy, because I don't have a dad. <laughs> <laughs> the only father figure I can get in the household. Yeah. I'll be the best dad if I get him this toy. Yeah. Phil Hartman was in that movie, too. Day, Phil yeah, Hartman was. was that sleazy neighbor. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, when I think lighter Arnold, I, I, I think uh, Twins, you know, him, oh, Danny, yes. and Danny DeVito. I mean, you know, just a classic. That one that one is up there in my books. I mean, it's it's a, a true comedy. And him and Danny DeVito, I'm surprised they didn't do more together because, you know, they, they were really a great, you know, comedic duo
2: in that movie. Oh, yeah. So. Absolutely,
0: I watch just about anything with Danny DeVito.
2: Yeah, he's, he's like
0: one of my favorite like personalities. Yeah, he's just such a weird, awesome new <laughs> little guy.
1: Such an except awesome Batman Returns. Guy. I can't. I can't. I you didn't know, like that uh, him as him as the Penguin and like biting the fish <laughs> and like. Uh, yeah. The all fish the head off. And he was just like, ah, you know, yeah. the, the ink, blood, and like when Michelle Pfeiffer would come around and he would like get all, you know, oh. excited, <laughs> and it I was, it was just even, even as a little kid, I was like, this isn't right. That's not. <laughs> no. And I tried to watch it a couple, you know, months ago, and I was just like, I cannot
0: do this. No yeah. way. I'm gonna be the voice of dissent on this one because I, I loved it. I love DeVito <laughs> Penguin.
2: It's cool for what it is, but as a child watching it, I loved it. It was great. But as you get older and you you know you learn the character and the universe more. You know, the dude really wasn't, like, eating fucking fish and stuff. He was just—
0: All right. At, at the risk of sounding like I'm backpedaling, I'll definitely give you that. Because mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in a long while. Right. And I remember loving it. But, yeah, that's not really a cobble-pop move,
3: I guess.
2: It, a- yeah. I mean, it's just—it's a uh, it's a Tim Burton movie. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, yeah, yeah and that's yeah, what yeah. makes them great, I think. Yes, uh, if,
0: if you think about them as, like, an isolated thing, yes. like this version of Batman, Burton's Batman— right. Right, right. Yeah, and that's the way I've always looked at it. You know, it's
1: it's always been Burton's Batman and then everything you know, everything else. And then the uh, good because Batman. again, you know, he he, he, he tried to stay True in the sense where they were dark. It's a dark character. It's a dark world. Gotham is very sinister. Mm-hmm. So I can see where he played that up. You know, my my treat. And he only comes out for a little bit. Is uh, is Pee Wee Herbin is a uh, is, 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 is as as Cobblepot's dad. Oh, you're right. Me, oh, wow. That's right. That, that, that to me was always the treat because I was like, man. Like what a small, insignificant role, but like the dude played like the most cold hearted bat I mean, he threw him off that bridge.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We, <laughs> he didn't got... even wanna he didn't even wanna look at him, you know. He was just so cold, you know. And now that they've got him reprising the role on Gotham where he's gonna play, you know, Penguin's dad. So I'm like I'm like, Well, he's come full circle. You Are know? you so. serious?
3: I didn't hear nothing about that.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I need
0: to watch Gotham. I watch it like
1: intermittently. <laughs> Paul Rudd, people, people bag on it, you know, but but I think you know, season one was it was trying to find itself, but this season it's been, I mean, top notch, one of the best
0: you know shows on television. I think. Really, they've got their style down. Yeah, like oh, it's yeah. that right yeah. mix of comic booky and. You know. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It goes
2: back to the argument, just considering it as its own thing, because yeah, there are yeah, so yeah. many things with the series oh, already that just that do just, not job. No. Not at all. And I like it. I watch it every week. It's a good show. Definitely is a good show. But one thing I was telling you is, you know, one thing in the Batman universe was, you know, about him being Batman and how he couldn't quit. It was him putting on the mask and going out that way that kind of spawned the theatrics. In the criminal world, too, you know, oh, sure. Yeah. we're getting all this really early. You know, we're seeing Mister Freeze freezing people on the streets. You know, <laughs> right. Firefly. It's running almost, around.
3: It's almost yeah. the
1: reverse. It's almost like their mythology is the reverse. That these, yes. you know, extra large criminals required an an extra large bat. You know, superhero or vigilante, uh, as opposed to him going out there and trying to deal with like street level cr- crime and being like this guy dressed up in a suit and then inspiring these super-villains type know, of deal. It's a so,
0: catalyst for all that madness. Right. You know, and people have right. to up there. It's like an arms race. Who's crazy?
2: Right. <laughs> right, right, exactly.
4: And we may not have seen the last of uh, that Joker, either. There's been rumors that, of course, he was uh, either revived or taken to those labs, and that he's not completely out of the picture yet, either.
2: That's, was that the character who was laughing uh, through the like a small Ger- window? in Ger- Ger-
1: the you know, Jerome, the, the red-headed kid. Yeah, the, the kid I don't know that if that was him. Well, you know, they, they've done a good job. They've done a good job at kind of, like, giving us different versions of people who we think they could be. Uh, yes. and, again, and again, I think, you know, uh, again, I'll repeat a phrase that I like to use. My treat for that show is is now B.D. Wong. B.D. Wong as, you know.
2: <sighs> oh, Hugo, Hugo Strange. Strange. Yeah. Oh, I mean, no, geez, like,
1: what a, what a perfect casting. And, like you know the the way that he looks you know he yeah. it, everything everything i mean it's just perfect so and he's such a great character actor you know um he just does an amazing job with everything that he does so uh,
3: he's always I, in I, psychiatry I just, so that's a perfect fit yeah. for him oh yeah oh yeah
2: i couldn't agree with you more when he came on as hugo strange i was just kind of like perfect yeah. yeah perfect i mean even down to like just the shape of him. I mean, everything mm-hmm. oh, is perfect. Like the, the little posture, glasses. The
0: countenance. He's
2: yes, just. yes. It was, uh, it, you're right. They couldn't have picked anyone better.
0: It's like right up there with uh, J.K. Simmons as J.J. J. Jameson. In the first mm, Tobey yeah. Maguire Spider-Man, mm, yeah, yes. I saw him and I was just like, "Oh, it's like a revelation." Yeah, like, there's no other
3: actor that Bar- could. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Seeing him later with and, no hair, I couldn't believe he was yeah, bald. Right? I was like, "That's not." <laughs> oh, Jake Jameson's not bald. Well, and now, and now, I don't know if you guys
1: heard, he is the new Commissioner Gordon. No shit. Yep, they just cast it. They cast him today in the Justice League universe movie as Commissioner Gordon. Oh, that's awesome! Oh In the movies. Yep. and there's already a bunch of memes going around of that <laughs> of of, uh, of the stormtrooper that yells "traitor" with Spider-Man's face on it, and it's <laughs> it's J. Jonah Jameson, and it's like "traitor," and like you see J. Jonah Jameson like screaming, you know? It's it's pretty funny. So the the internet wow, is already yes. having its its lulls over this. Oh, so.
2: He'll do good. He's, he's yeah. great in everything he's in. Dude's a badass. He's yeah. one of my favorite actors. I right love now. those farmer's insurance commercials. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. He's well, Cave Johnson, for God's sake. He'll burn your house down.
2: Well, let's just hope we don't see a uh, resurgence of the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze, and any of these... Nah. Uh, I would would have to applaud
0: the brass balls it would take to just bring him back wholesale from Batman (laughs) (laughs) around. Change nothing. (laughs) Don't make it grittier. Just the same level of ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, The same guy. Like I just broke out of the cooler. I'm back. (laughs) Where's the bat and the bird. Yeah, oh God.
2: <laughs> then the part where he's got all of his henchmen singing. singing
0: i Mr. White Christmas.
2: Sing, sing. <laughs> hey,
0: guys, what's yeah. the most obvious joke we can make? I'm Mr.
4: Ten Million. Whatever I touch turns
3: the snow into clutch. Come on, sing.
2: Louder, come on, sing, sing, louder, sing, louder. come on. Mr. Yes, Christmas, come on, louder. Mr. Oh, man. About that movie, though, I mean, I, we've talked about this on the show before. How to look at that movie and yeah. make it somewhat acceptable yeah. is that it's just a later version of '66. Yes. It's a movie form of '66. All the mm-hmm. tilted camera angles. The, <laughs> yeah. Those like Stupid.
0: hard
3: Dutch angles where yeah, it's just yeah, super yeah. Overt. always where there's the villains, that the camera's always
2: turned to. The yeah point. yeah so knowing that, thinking that way, I think I'm, a fan might be able to join on some.: I'm media.
0: totally with you on that because I tell you what the first time I saw it, was at a drive-in? And it was a perfect drive-in movie, right. you know, because no one pays attention at the drive-in. It was just something flashy and wild to have on the screen while you're scarfing down popcorn in the back sure. of your car. You know, it was it was really cool. It's a fun experience, if not a great movie. You
2: know? I can't say the same for the <laughs> no. soundtrack to that movie. That that soundtrack had some uh, interesting choices on yeah. it, to say the least. Wasn't there a Smashing Pumpkins track though? There it was were. like there the were reverse two. of beginning. The beginning is the, is the end is the beginning, and then. The, Vice end the end, end yeah. is the beginning. The end. Yeah. Uh, what else was on there? Oh yeah, R. Kelly's Gotham City Oh boy, right, <laughs> Talk about two others on there. That, did? that was uh, Batman was that? Forever. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was a better soundtrack. Yeah. Flaming that was Lips. Cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you had, a, what was it, Seal, Kiss from a Rose? Or is that, yeah, that's the George Clooney one, I right? Still that's still like that Fr- song. Batman and Robin.
2: No, Kiss from and a Rose was uh, forever. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, that was oh, forever. Okay. Yeah, okay. It was yeah. Gotham City, was uh, uh, Batman and Robin. There are two yeah. kinds
0: of people. There are the people who like Kiss from a Rose. And they're Nazis. There's no gray area. <laughs> so pick a side. Get off the fence.
2: A tear runs down Ruben's cheek.
1: <laughs> All right. Let me well, tell you, that's a, that's a, that's a song that comes back. That's a song that comes on the radio every now and then, and you just can't you can't help but to start swaying the car. Or oh yeah. Start you're,
2: yeah. You're, you're, you couldn't be dead, more dead on. That's yeah. the God's honest truth. You can't
0: turn it. You you physically can't. There's some kind oh. of weird biological imperative. You just have to listen. <laughs> the whole thing. We've turned stones yeah, here I just, I just, I just, I just here feel today. like if you try to turn it off, Seal's going to come up
1: from the back seat. and <laughs> <laughs> be like, what you do what you realize in your seat? That was Kiss from a Rose. <laughs>
0: Why'd you Put turn that
2: back. off? Oh, give you rearview mirror and standing right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, what a perfect note to end that segment on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was a lot of fun. And I don't even, we didn't hardly talk Arnold really. Not really, there's a bunch
1: of I was going to <laughs> ask if you guys had seen any of his, you know, more recent stuff like um uh, there was a, an independent movie called Maggie.
2: Oh, uh, I've been meaning to. I really did you guys, want to did you guys watch, watch that. It? No, but I it, really want to.
1: Yeah, it's um it's it's kind of one note, but I mean it's very it's an interesting take on the zombie virus and it's not over the top, and he uh, and he does a really good job in it. Um, and then, what about Last Stand? Did you guys see the Last Stand? No,
0: I wanted yeah. to see that. though. Oh, that's another one. I yeah. love that director. Yeah, I remember?
1: Yeah. It, it's just just a, it, and Sabotage as well. Um, all just you know, action, bloody, you know, over the top, and then um, and then of course his cameo appearances on the uh, on the Expendables. Oh play. yeah, I remember that. What's that? I haven't I, seen the third I,
3: I, I like one. I've got it, but I haven't oh, seen it yet.
1: Expendables 3 is good. Expendables 3 is, is a fun one. I like those oh, I movies, man. It. You know, they, they are what they are. People are like, oh, that's, that's you know, BS. And I'm like, well, look, you know, you're talking about a bunch of guys who who ruled the screen mm-hmm. at a certain point in time. And, and now they're, you know, they're getting back their limelight. I mean, geez, Sylvester was up for a, a supporting Oscar, you know, oh, nominee true. for Creed. You yeah. know, so, I mean, these guys are they are they're having a resurgence in their careers. Can't be mad at them for that. And, you know, if they can put out a, a fun action movie, I'm, the, I'm all for it. That's why I like the the Fast and the Furious franchise. People bag on that, and it's like, oh, that's a bunch of, you know, that that can't happen in real life. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's why it's a movie. Right. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Um, So, you know, I I have fun with those movies, but I think Arnold uh, and um, and then the last one that I'll bring up is um, is Escape, because I just brought up Sylvester Stallone, Uh, him and Sylvester Stallone in that in that prison movie where they got to where they got to get each
0: other out of the out of of that. I never finished that one. I started it and I remember thinking it was cool, but.
1: Yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. I had a lot of fun with it. I sat with it and as a matter of fact I watched it and like two days later my friends came over and I was like, You guys seen Escape? and they're like, No, and I'm like, You guys you sit down. You don't even know what you're about to go through. I'm about to, you know, blow your mind. And and they and they they did a good job in that movie, so
2: I'll have to watch yeah. that. Didn't like he was going in prison undercover or something, and then
1: right, right. Got there's a, there's stuck twist. In prison. there's a Yeah, there, there's a twist to it. There's a, there's definitely a twist to it. It's really good though. It's really really good. And you know, again, it's not it's not gonna win an Oscar. The Academy's not gonna you know <laughs> do any, you know recognize it or anything. But again, for you know what we're talking about, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, you know, it's one of those movies where like again, it, it's just fun. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of cool, funny one-liners between him and him and Sylvester Stallone and. Uh, and they play that, they play that up quite a bit. Um, that it's both of them. So I mean, you know, it's just a lot of fun. You know, like you said, but, you know, pop a bag of popcorn and get ready for some, you know,
0: for some action cheese. You know. Yeah
2: over-to-the-top <laughs> 80s action the way it should right. be.
0: It's cool exactly. that there is still a place for that. Though. Like yeah. Yeah. The culture has kind of passed it up, yeah. but it's still entertaining. It, no one's saying it isn't. Like,
2: it, it's, it sucks, though, to hear, like, he's saying people rag on the Expendables movie because they know, the guys who are making them know they're right. over-the-top. It's, the top, it's you know? a very it's
0: self-aware a, concept. Very yeah. much It wouldn't so. be called, or I guess, the type... Anyway, like you were saying, yeah,
2: because yeah, you know, like Chuck Norris comes on, drops oh, all his yeah, one-liners. Yeah, yeah. Arnold's just—that's <laughs> all he does in those movies. Just drop his "I'll be back." Or
3: I had no expectation of a good story when I went to see that. I just knew it was going to be. There's so much fun. Actually, yeah. oh yeah, was yeah, it yeah. the second
0: or third one that had Van Damme? A second, when he <laughs> he he does that wicked like spin kick and drives the knife into Hemsworth. Is it- It's Hemsworth, right? One of the Hemsworths. I don't know Thor's younger brother or something but like he's got oh, a yeah. knife to his chest yeah it's uh, <coughs> yeah it's Liam yeah that's Liam, Liam that's, that's it, it. Baby, yeah he yeah, does that crazy boy. kick and yeah. slams the knife to <coughs> his chest oh it's awesome
2: Mickey Rooney's character was cool with his uh great big butcher knife in the beginning or uh, the first movie was it Mickey, not Mickey Rooney Mickey oh my Roark. god Mickey <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, Mickey Rooney Imagine Mickey Rooney with a big knife with all those dudes. Oh, I'm going to have to edit that together. Oh, (laughs) man. I've got to see that. I would watch the hell out of that. All right, let's move the hell on. Before we get mired. (laughs) Let's just get into the comic dump, man. Who would like to go first this week? First, last time,
0: I'll I'll lead it this time because this is uh, this is wild. I've got something here called Frankenstein, Agent of Shade. Mm. Mind you, Shade is an acronym that stands for Shield Super, (laughs) 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 it's a superhuman advanced defense executive. Oh, so it's Frankenstein's monster, and they haven't really touched on why, like how or why, or for how many years because I guess this is the first issue. And uh, he's part of this superhuman force fighting interdimensional threats. You know, the standard, like, Justice League-esque. But uh, his team is, like, himself, um, some guy named Vincent Valcoro, who's half vampire. It's like, Vinny Valcoro. I always imagine him with, like, that Brooklyn accent. <laughs> well, the I'm a vampire. Guy. Whatever. Kiss my ass. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's, uh, there's, like, a marine biologist geneticist who... Implanted some kind of fish DNA in herself So she's essentially the creature from the Black Lagoon mm, okay. Then yeah. the medic On their team is just a money mummy Named Kemris or something And they go out, they outright say They don't know where he came from, he just showed up <laughs> just
3: Started it's hanging like, out, hey
0: guys <laughs> Yeah. So you've got like the Universal Monsters Team fighting like Eldritch Kind of Lovecraftian horrors And the comic book opens up with this uh, Grandfather and his grandson Fishing and their dog starts Barking and runs into the woods and The kid's like, Grandpa, where did Eli go? And he's like, oh, don't worry about it. That dog's got a mind of his own. And then the dog's skinless body gets thrown out from the tree line in front of the (laughs) tomb. And this legion of, like, spider horrors comes out and attacks them. And the grandpa's like, good Christ, it has begun.
3: (laughs) It's,
0: (laughs) It's like a hard cut to Frankenstein And they do this weird, like, computer terminal readout thing to introduce the settings, like The Ant Farm, Headquarters of Shade, a three-inch indestructible sphere that can only be accessed through a combination of teleportation and shrinking technology. (laughs) (laughs) And they get inside, and there's a legion of robots, and the guy who runs Shade is a being they call Father Time, who I guess changes his form every 50 years or something. Right now, he's like a little... little japanese girl with a revolver which (laughs) that's what i would think exactly it's the logical choice but i mean this is this ain't watchmen like you don't you're not reading this comic book because it's so you know deep and interesting i tell you what though it's just a hell of a lot of fun
2: those are the best ones exactly yeah
0: it's if you want to watch universal monsters reimagined fighting even more wretched monsters i mean on the cover here You've got Frankenstein one-handing some kind of like Vulcan cannon, mini-gun-looking thing. <laughs> My boy can't even reach the trigger because he's got a sword in his other hand. <laughs> oh know? yeah, it's, it's pretty badass. But I tell you what, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't enjoying the hell out of it.
2: He he reminds me of a Swamp Thing the way he walks yeah, on the yeah. Yeah, he's got there.
0: that like hulking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super and cool
2: being. Part of the, the new Fifty Two is this yeah, all that like in the exact me too, same universe?
0: Uh, apparently so. They haven't made any allusions to anything else happening in that universe so huh. far. It's been pretty self contained. But I'm <laughs> like the shit that's going down in this comic has got to break news somewhere else because this is whole town's getting wiped out by interdimensional monsters. Somebody's <laughs> gonna want to know about that somewhere.
2: <laughs> Should we cover this? Or Superman helping uh, at a charity event? Ah, no,
0: Superman. <laughs> he Superman. brings in the money and Superman, the ratings. Yeah, Superman. <laughs> But yeah, it's cool as hell. It's weird, and it's dorky, but I love it. Very cool. Uh, Love's a strong word. I, I <laughs> like
2: it. <laughs> Very cool. All right, who would like to go next? I'll go
3: next. Go next. I'll stick with the DC theme here. I got uh, He-Man, The Eternity War. And yeah. I heard He-Man, the comic books were pretty good, but I I kind of wish I might have got into this a little earlier because it was at the end of this run. Okay. It's the very last issue of the war. So there was a lot of stuff going on that I didn't know what was going what was happening. And it turns out that a lot of the characters have changed a lot. Tila is now some snake-looking woman with her chest all hanging out. Well, well. Which wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, He-Man's got all this crazy armor on him. Uh, Skeletor, who you see on the front of the cover, has got these huge horns. He doesn't look like the old Skeletor. Oh, wow. But I don't know if that's part of how he got so powered that he's... Raising dead from all the good guys Anyone that has ever died is starting to come over And take over the land And He-Man and his I guess he, he had died And he came back because he is the He-Man Yeah, exactly, <laughs> oh, that's right. pretty much what he said <laughs> Well, I am the He-Man, I'm here, but you can't can't you keep can't me raise them and enslave <laughs> them because I'm here to protect them. I am He-Man. That's you can't exactly repress what he me. Oh, you, wow. don't me. Yeah. you don't know me.
2: You don't know me.
3: Sheer force of will. <laughs> this skeletor looks like a cross
0: between OG Skeletor and like the villain from what is it? Legend. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Huge, yeah. Yeah. Big
3: horns. Isn't that Tim Curry? I'm yes. sorry. Yes. I'm yeah. interrupting yeah. your. Thing. No, it oh, is. It yeah. is. But uh, yeah, it was—it was pretty good book. There's a lot of action in it. I'm talking about action heroes today. And there was a really cool part where he finally did the uh, "I am He Man." He's like, "By the honor of Grace or by the power of Grayskull. the big sword he has like splits down the middle and turns into this huge like Buster sword, separated down here. Where's the page at? And then he just gouges Skeletor right in the chest with it, and then Skeletor blows up at the very end. <laughs> it was freaking awesome.
0: It's one of those there nice is, dignified yeah. ends.
3: He just holds up his regular sword and then it turns into that bad boy oh, and then he gnarly. just thrusts it into his chest and the war is over and they save the day and all the heroes get together at the end and say, so what's next? <laughs>
0: Do we bring Skeletor back? I'm already getting <laughs> bored.
3: <laughs> Possible spinoff in the words. <laughs> yeah, He-Man and the Eternity War is pretty Very good cool. at the end of it.
2: cool. cool. All right, uh, Ruben, Richard, what do you guys like to go next.
4: Rich, what are you reading? Well, and uh, trying to think of the DC theme uh, right now. I got to tell you, I've been, I've actually been going back in time and reading old DC. Um, I, I'm sorry, but. Um, if I'm being completely honest, I get kind of confused sometimes when I step away from DC for a little while and come back. I, I don't know what, quite what's going on. Hmm. And uh, if I'm going to, you know, just be honest, the first thing that comes to mind for me is just like the very first few Metal Men and Doom Patrol. And I know uh, that Metal Men's coming back or has come back recently. So I guess it's almost topical, except that I'm just not up on their their new form. But I kind of really like the old clunky, simple robot forms. And of course, now we've got all the, you know, multiple layers added and everything else. I mean, they were just before kind of this uh, polymer that, that, you know, has these properties of metal or they were actually the metal and they didn't need armor and pieces and, and everything else. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of nostalgic for the, for the old stuff. The more I see of some of the new stuff coming out.
0: I'm with you on that. There's too much of, like, that sleek, plated look that Mm -hmm. everything has these days. Something about, like, that super retro robot boxiness, like you said. That's really awesome.
1: Mm, Well, when it comes to uh, what I'm doing... um, i had actually taken a break from my comic book store for like a month and um and i didn't go by and they finally called me and they were like ruben what's going on you need to come pick up some of your stuff so i, come, I go ahead and get it and um and you know i've I've been on the show a few times and i've recommended you know uh ghosted and nail and things like that but i was looking through my through my through my stack and i got so ecstatic because like i was like you know i was like okay x new x-men uh nail biter this that and then all of a sudden i see it and it's You know, the Red Ranger holding the red helmet, and it's like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number zero. And I was like, all oh, right, I got really excited about it, and um, and I, I I threw everything else to the side, and I started reading that. And again, you know, you talk about something that knows exactly what it is and doesn't try to be anything different. It was like it was like you know, getting home and turning on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers when I was you know in junior high. Um, the art is you know, it's 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 solid. Um, it picks up right when I get from from what I can gather, Tommy has already been the evil Green Ranger. And it's kind of crazy because he's dealing with the duality of of that whole situation. Like uh, the opening scene is them all in the car and they're all talking and hanging out. And there's like a ghost Rita Repulsa, like over his shoulder and she's like kind of in his ear and she's like you know it's tough it's tough right like you know you don't fit in with these guys you know who you really are and he's like sweating and like really you know going through it and like Jason like hits him on the shoulder and is like hey man what's going on like you know what's wrong with you snap out of it you know and um, and then you know cut to like the big you know battle scene and Rita sends down a monster and you know he jumps in the dragon zord and the rangers make up the mega zord and they can't get together like this is like one of the first times they 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 fight together and he's not you know Tommy's not listening to Jason and when when the whole fight is over they go back to to Zordon and Zordon is like Jason is the leader of this team Tommy and you need to you know so it's all full of like teenage drama and things like that but Mm -hmm. again brought me brought me right back to you know, the show and what Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, what I loved about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, you know?
2: Absolutely. Because I, uh, I've got Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number one to talk about this week. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Cause I haven't read number one yet. So go ahead. I don't want to say too much about it. No, stay, it go has,
1: for it. You're not, you're not going to spoil anything. Well, go it worry. hasn't
2: even been on shelves a week yet. It just came out this past Wednesday. I don't want to spoil it for too many people, but there's not much more to say than what you, uh, just said It, does take place after the Green with Evil, and you know he in this book too, it shows a lot of uh struggle in that character, you know hoping he can be the ranger he's supposed to be and uh, <laughs> you know not fall back to the ways of uh Rita repulsa and throughout it, you also see her plotting how you know she's going to get him back right. but um this was interesting to find for me. We just got to sit down with Jason David Frank last week at, in Cleveland and talk with him for a while. So I was like on a ranger high when we came home. and He's no, so awesome. Yeah, he he's was awesome. a hell of a nice guy. I mm-hmm. couldn't believe it. But um, there was a number one on the shelf staring at me. I couldn't resist. And I, um, the only other time I've read The Power Rangers was on Free Comic Book Day. I don't know if it was this past year or the year before. But uh, there was a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic available. I don't remember who did it. But those comics were done very much the same way as uh, the Batman 66 comics. I don't know if you guys have read any of those or not, but one of those comics is built out exactly like watching an episode from front to back. Mm. And that comic was the same way, where with this series, it seems like you're getting a lot more uh, you know, backstory to all these characters. You're actually seeing what they're feeling and stuff, and there's like, there's mention made to Zach, uh, the Black Ranger, having some problems at home that he hasn't gone into yet. Just
3: it takes itself a little bit more seriously. Doesn't cut right back to the juice bar every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it is cool to have like that humanizing touch if they don't overdo it.
2: it you know. Yeah, and it it isn't overdone. There's like a scene in here where uh, he and Kimberly are in like a, a training simulator, and uh, he fails and he's all like beating himself up, and Zordon's like. You were supposed to fail. You were designed to fail. I wanted to see how you would handle failure, you know? And he's just really down on himself at the end, like, laying on his bed, like, God, what am I going (laughs) to (laughs) do? And then uh, Scorpina, I think that was her name, Mm -hmm. just, like, vamps into his room with a sword to his throat. So that's where it ends. But uh, mm, nice. Yeah, I'm very, very intrigued to uh, keep up with this series, and glad I'm getting in on the ground floor. Of course, I didn't know there was a zero. I'll have to find that now. But uh, yeah, very cool. There was yeah, a bulk- no,
1: it it had a it had like a Balkan skull little comic at the back, and then yeah, like a retro. Like yeah, like a retro version of a Power Rangers comic, like maybe like you know Batman sixty six of of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in the back as well. Like you know the little three to four pagers. Um, in the back uh, but yeah man i mean you know i'm 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 such a hu- you know i don't know if if you can even say it with a straight face but i'm such a huge fan of the mighty morphin power rangers like i'm oh, so yeah. it's as a matter of You're fact in good I've company. Got like a, yeah i've got like a fan film like script written you know when they were talking about bringing back the movie i was like i'm going to submit a script and i wrote one and and then i realized nobody was going to read my stuff so i was like oh well <laughs> Oh, you know, but um, but yeah, no, I'm totally, you know, they, they released the first image of uh, of um, what's her name? Elizabeth Banks as, as Rita and mm-hmm. uh, and the kids, you know, in their regular clothes. And um, and they've got, you know, the Weta the Weta Workshop. Uh, working on the suits so you know i think that they're trying to to really give us something that's going to compete with you know the marvel movies and the dc movies they they know that they got to step their game up they can't release you know the 1997 or whatever whatever year it was you know power rangers the movie they can't do that you know they can't retread that
2: no not at all but i'm excited this next year you're just going to see them keep coming back more and more and more so shoot they re-released the movie toys so figures. Yeah, I had to grab one of those. Mm-hmm. I couldn't resist. But uh yeah, it's cool. I, I hope they uh some of this other merchandise comes back cheaper. I used to have one of the Morphers when I was young and somewhere mm-hmm. in all the moving we've done it got lost and uh seeing them at like Toys R Us stuff's expensive. Yeah, it's, yeah, like $100. Well, yeah. it's like a hundred dollars. It's like the Sava Sword and the ass. Dragon Flute. Those things oh yeah, are the sword yeah. is. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. they mind you, they look more awesome than they ever did.
0: <laughs> I, just, I don't want to see it because then I'll have yeah. to have it. Oh,
2: there's well,
1: it. I was, That's hard. I was just with uh, I was just with Richard at a at a one day con at uh, at Acme. Uh, it's a comic book store down in Orlando, and they had a ton of like retro Power Ranger stuff, and then they have what they call the Legacy Morpher, which is that with that hundred and twenty dollar like if you're gonna the like, gold if, one, like, if you're, yeah, like the gold. Like if you're gonna break that thing out and really. Morph, you know, into the suit. <laughs> I, I just, know. but you know what it is, is that they know that we're nostalgic for this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we're grown ups now, so we're making real grown up money. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, well, if you really, you know, if you really love it, you're going to buy it. And there's there's those of us who can't, like me, I walk by a Black Series Star Wars toy, and I don't care, I don't care who it is, you know, it could be, you know, it, it, it could be anybody. It could be a, a Black Series of Watto from the prequels, and I'm going to buy it because it's... <laughs> I'm, black. I'm addicted And they know that you know, so.
2: Well I'm happy uh, <laughs> Happy succumbing to the marketing yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers I need to get more of that stuff That was the one thing I like wanted so bad as a kid And I finally got it I didn't even get it from my folks I got it through another friend like Trading like way too many toys for it or something <laughs> gone
0: you gotta love those asymmetrical trades when you yeah. were a kid when it seems so worth it and then you get it and you're like
2: eh. i'll give you my arnold schwarzenegger mr <laughs> freeze doll for <laughs> and i'll give you all my pudding snacks for like a week you're right very cool that's awesome i'm glad you read it too i was, yeah, I was feeling no, kind I, of I, I, I think, <laughs> no
0: not at all i couldn't resist i mean when
1: i saw it on the you know it's like uh my comic book shop does like, oh, this is what's coming. You know, they they do like little flyers, like a little checklist of right. what's coming out, so like you can just easily add stuff to your pull list. And and I saw it and I was like, I can't. You know, I've met Jason David Frank too, and, and totally fanboyed, and it was just one of those things where I grew up with like a a cardboard life size cardboard cutout of the White Ranger that was being sold on like the Home Shopping Network uh, during, you know, the, the power ranger years. And I made my dad, like, I remember running upstairs and like dragging him downstairs and being like, I need it. I need it. I need it. And he bought it for me. And it stayed in my room for like years. Like I thought I was a power ranger for a very, very long time. So it was, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of crazy. Cause I was still like a freshman in high school, still watching power rangers, you know? Oh I, like, Yeah. My friends were like, "Yo, yeah, you're gonna are you gonna come play basketball." I'll be like, "Oh, I'll be there in an hour. I'll, I'll be there in an hour." And I it's like, "I had to go home and watch an episode, and like, you know, then go back outside." And they're like, "What did you What did you do?" Oh, I had to change. I, I was hungry. I needed a snack. You know, I'm never letting them know I was watching
0: cards. And Reed it's is one up of to those some shenanigans. Like, you got to see how it plays out.
2: Like, there's so yeah. many worse things you'd admit to doing than watching cards. <laughs> yeah. What were you doing in there? Oh, masturbating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, twice in a row. No big deal. Anyway. <laughs> (laughs) Takes me half hour, so what? (laughs) Shut up.
0: None of your business.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, with that, let's just turn our attention right over to uh, Richard and Ruben here and uh, talk a little bit more about Wild Bull and Chipper. Thanks again for being with us, guys. Oh, Thank you. So I guess, uh, Richard, let's start with you uh, as you are the writer of Wild Bull and Chipper, correct? Yes. Let's, let's uh, for our listeners who don't know, tell us about Wild Bull and Chipper.
4: Well, Wild Bull and Chipper, if you're doing the, the uh, short elevator speech there, would be, uh, imagine if two neighborhood watch rejects became the first super-powered beings on the planet. And then what happens after that? Now, as far as the, you know, this meets that, it would be kick-ass meets the tick.
0: Oh, um, nice! Where we've a got, combination.
4: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Where, where we've got the the street level, just beginnings of you know somebody who the. Well, let me go back to Wild Bull. Wild Bull actually already called himself Wild Bull since high school, <laughs> and he runs a very lucrative eBay business from home in his in his parents' basement, and. Um, He wears armor that he buys off of eBay. He's got his uh, police scanner. He's got his old football helmet from high school where he spent a lot of time warming the bench. And he's put two little broken horns on that. He's taped those on. And he walks around the neighborhood and everybody pretty much just thinks he's crazy. But he puts up a uh, Join the Justice Squad uh, flyer and the only person that answers it Is a 12 year old boy, or someone who appears to be a 12 year old boy. And if you want to picture him, just imagine a nerdier version of Ernie Douglas from My Three Sons.
2: Yes. (laughs) I see it. I totally see it.
4: (laughs) uh, He's got the sweater vest. You know, with the—I uh, can't even think of the name of that—not that pattern. there, the little diamond patterns across there that feed into one another. He's got the sweater vest on. He's got the pocket protector. He always has at least three pens in his pocket protector, big round glasses. And um, he shows up in Wild Bull. Uh, a lot of this hasn't really come out in the comic book yet, but it's not anything to spoil anything. It's a little more detail of how they met. But he comes up, in Wild Bull is like, well, yes, you can patrol with me, young man, but you're going to have to keep up on your studies. And, you know, keep your, keep your grade point average up. And you know, when it gets dark, you've got to go home and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, he sets up the rules, and they go on their first patrol. Well, on their first patrol, they both have very different versions of what happened. But let's just say that it concludes with a robber who was carrying a really big bag with a big dollar sign on it. Uh, getting knocked out, and a very, very happy store owner giving them a jar of super salsa. They go back to headquarters, which is the Dorito packs and you know Pringles containers and old uh, <laughs> bottles everywhere. So my uh, bedroom, apartment. the making <laughs> of a true <laughs> yes, home. <laughs> okay. Thank you for those. Thank you for those photo references. Dwayne Bedicks really appreciated it. Um, so, so they go back and they eat this, and they're just having a great time, shippers bouncing up and down on the couch, and as the comic says, you know, it was so good, they ate it, and they didn't notice until they'd finished the whole bottle of uh, jar of super salsa that it expired back in the 90s. The very next panel shows them grabbing themselves in the, in the, in the stomach area there, and it's like, we're like two guys trapped in a bad Pepto-Bismol commercial. <laughs> and it hit us at the same time. And my first thought was... There's only one bathroom. <laughs> so the very next panel, we show them transformed, and it says, but it wasn't like that. We were getting badass superpowers. So, of course, once you get superpowers, the first thing you do is test them. I won't go into a lot at this point, but, uh, I'll, you know, I, I'll kind of throw it back t- to you guys. Uh, did anybody get a chance to read the, the issue?
2: Yes, yes, we all three did. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. It, it was a kick. We absolutely loved it. This is something well, that needs to be animated, animated. needs to be a right, cartoon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes well, me happy it, to hear.
4: <laughs> well, I, I tell you, I want to, uh, the first thing I want to do is kind of talk about when the book was coming together. Um, uh, my artist, uh, not my artist, but, you know, the artist, <laughs> Dwayne Bittix. Um he's fantastic. And I've worked with him on the first uh, we're working on another series called Stabbity Bunny, completely different. That's a mystery horror tale. But um, I noticed that in his Facebook postings, that as he was, as all artists do, you know, constantly redefining themselves and, and honing their craft, that he was doing a lot of more cartoony work, more and more cartoony. And that the acting he was getting out of those cartoons was just amazing. So I already had this uh, series underway as far as, you know, as far as the pre-writing goes and the laying down of what was going to happen and, and all the characters, et cetera. And I approached Dwayne, and Dwayne was very happy to get started on the series. And I just noticed that about page six, I think it is, something just really clicked. And you notice the art just changes that little bit more uh, in the book. And you can just see he's kind of let go a little bit more. I mean, like you're saying with the animated series, I mean, um, one time when Chipper is getting Wild Bull's attention because Wild Bull goes off on these these tangents, um, <laughs> Chipper suddenly has a bullhorn. He screams out "Whoa!" and Bull's ears are blown back, and he's like "Yes, sir," and and they continue on, and the, the bullhorn is gone, you know, um, and without apology. Um, and as you guys know from the from reading the book itself, that we start out, and I don't know if it was. Obvious, I guess if it was obvious, that would be done poorly, but anyway, tra- trapping myself here, but I've got Chipper narrating from outside the panels on page one. Basically, he's going into, you know, superpowers are only in movie, you know, comic books and really cool movies, no ray guns, no ca- you know, aliens, etc., and he's going on and on, and I was trying to write him as though he were just that extra little bit boring, but I was like, I don't want to make it so boring, that the reader's like, I'm not reading any more of this. Um, <laughs> but you notice that that off panel, these two hands come out. And he's droning on and on and raising his hand and narrating this, this page. And he goes, you know, I love you, kid, but you're killing me here. And Wild Bull comes onto the page and throws him off the page and physically peels the next panel off. And in that panel, Chipper's like, hey, what are you doing? And, and then he goes, let's do this Wild Bull style. <laughs> and uh, As it turns out, Wild Bull Styles, a really big picture of him with these little tiny panels that tell a story built around it with no words. So then they kind of recount what happened in that back and forth. Uh, At one point, he's like, you know, well, I I knocked out the criminal with one mighty punch. And Tripper's like, you know, "Uh, you tripped on my soda can and accidentally (laughs) knocked him out. And Wild Bull quickly says, it's called teamwork, son. If you were a hero, you'd know that. Um, so they are self-aware within the comic, or at least Wild Bull is. We're not sure, because as you know, we go forward with the story. We kind of introduce what exactly happened for them to get those powers, and it wasn't the salsa. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but we go from, from that moment to kind of a flash forward, uh, because we've got, you know, we've got, uh, this really huge battle going on and we introduced a few of the other favorite characters. I mean, we just had so much fun with these characters and I have to admit that we've already done like toy turnaround drawings for all of them for action figures and oh, wow, really? we would love it to be animated. Um, but we introduced Major Granny, who, as you know, is a tough, tough as nails, uh, uh, octogenarian who is also in an army outfit and, uh, um... She has super strength. She's tougher as far as invulnerability. Uh, she's tougher than Wild Bull. And uh, she's kind of got a mix of, you know, um, a military major and a grandmother in her personality. And it really depends on where you fall <laughs> in her scale on uh, <laughs> of, of, of importance uh, as far as which one she gives you. Um, we've got her her quick reply to one of the characters where she's like, "Don't care, son," and then she's got she sees Chipper. Oh, hi, Chipper, honey. Um, so <laughs> we've got we've got the these the twin emo uh, shapeshifters that are called Pete and Repeat. Um, now you're going to find out that uh, and one is one is very sour and the other is very happy, and we're going to find out that the one that's called Repeat, his powers only work if Pete is using his powers, and Pete hates doing any of this stuff. And he's gotta be within 100 yards of him, and he's got to have recently used his powers for him to use his shape-shifting powers. So he begrudgingly goes along at times, and I'm even going to have a, 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 a battle that will happen that'll be really near a Starbucks, and Pete is gonna go, okay, that's about 100 yards. You go on ahead, I'll change shape every once in a while over here. You know, I'm just gonna relax. Um, so we've got, you know, Wild Bull, Chipper, Pete and Repeat. We've got Mesmer, and Mesmer has the uh, kind of the old, as far as the, the nod to vibe there without the shirt, and Mesmer's got kind of a, a, a jacket on with no shirt, and the first thing that Wild Bull says, and starts calling him, you know, you know, so the stripper over here doesn't want me to keep my powers, and Mesmer's like, I'm a magician, not a And Bull says, pal, your nipples tell a different story. (laughs) And, uh, so, um, we tried to keep, while Bull is kind of close to what I think, uh, his opinions and the way he reacts to things, as I I think that many of us do, even if we don't say it out loud. And, and Chipper, we find out in this issue, he's physically forever stuck at 12. Now, not that this comic will ever ever get super deep, but we realize that somebody who has a 12 year old brain, it, it is physically different than adult, you know, the than the the final adult uh, form of your brain, and so he is just different. And if you're forever 12, um, what do you have to do besides play hero and hang out with you know your your other pals and things? You can never. Have a relationship? You're 12 years old forever. So, um, not to get not to spin off into into sadness for Chipper time and and to start of the violin music going.
0: Poor Chipper. But, uh, I'm still expecting royalties for taking my whole life story for
2: this chipper. <laughs> chipper <time. laughs>
4: we we introduced two. Also, we combined five of uh, some of our favorite old time. Uh, wrestlers to make one mega wrestler, who is called Andre Rhodes, and he has a little. He's, he's the the gorgeous Flair, uh, Andre Rhodes, and he's going to be prominent in issue number three. But we also have Jigsaw Huggins, and Jigsaw Huggins is a multiple personality wrestler who who resembles not only uh Jim Duggins, but also Mankind, and a few other things kind of mashed together. Um, just to give you a feel for the, the first five-issue arc, which we we're already doing uh, covers for, and getting some of the, that pulled together. Of course, the first issue was the introduction. Then we go straight into Big Bo Peep and her killer sheep, and we've got <laughs> a, uh, uh, that's where Major Granny shows up to help, and we've got, uh, that, that, that cover is just filled like, kind of like Tribbles, but it's, it's sheep, you know, the, the, the wool and there's hooves and and, and ears and, and snouts everywhere and the heroes are almost drowning in these sheep. And then we go to uh, number three which uh, I think I've, I've already shared with uh, one of you guys that cover. Um, we go straight to the wrestling issue and it's all wrestling and then we go to the attack of the 50-foot toddler nice. and then... <laughs> Then we wrap up with somebody called uh, Bombastic, who looks very similar to Napoleon Dynamite. I mean, incredibly similar to Napoleon uh, Dynamite and has the same attitude. Um, and he kind of straddles the fence between Hero and villain. Where will he land?
0: <laughs> Be <bat?
2: laughs> a but, good uh, guy or a bad guy, Jaws. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's but all his, about his topical super... references on Candy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh,
4: and, and speaking of which, his superpower is to transform into animals, but only imaginary combinations of animals, uh, like, like a griggle or <laughs> a <Liger>. Not a <laughs> liger, <laughs> not a liger, though. You know, that might be too that might be too on point for uh, for uh, <laughs> copyright lawyers. I don't know, but uh, but we're having a lot of fun. Um, I hope some of it translated onto the, uh, the page there. Uh, Dwayne's doing a fantastic job. We um, both are. I, I don't want to, uh, Liesl Buenaventura is the colorist, and of course, James Reed is our letterer. And I think the team uh, did a fantastic job on that first issue.
2: Have to totally agree with you. Um, you know, sometimes you get a project where you have a very strong writer, or the art in the art suffers, or vice versa. But you can tell, you know, the three of you are in tune. You guys are working well together. This is a beautiful book, and you know, saying that it uh, needs to be a cartoon doesn't uh, imply it has to be geared toward children either. There was uh, some more adult theme <laughs> jokes in this too. Oh, yeah. You know. This is like mm-hmm. a cartoon uh, network, maybe after nine p.m. kind <laughs> of a cartoon swim type cartoon. Yeah, there yeah. we go. And but it's, um, yeah, it's cool swim.
0: seeing that level of cartoon zaniness in an yeah. era where like ultra grittiness is the standard. Exactly, you know, it's kind of refreshing.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I couldn't agree more. Sure. One thing in here I really loved when they were—he's uh, like. What, what was it? An alien? A ghost? A clone? A Mormon? <laughs> I about fell over laughing. That was fantastic. The nipples about uh, me. They, yeah. They, Your nipples are telling me different.
4: <laughs> you like the, uh, how about the, uh, the cutaway to the when he finds out he's lying? And we go to the, the nine panel.
2: Uh, oh, the Brady musical funny. interlude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's great because, you know, that's geared at our age range and older. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. think a lot of kids today are going to know who what the Brady Bunch is. Why is there think. six bull or nine bulls here all of a sudden?
4: <laughs> yeah. I can't follow this all at all. Wearing wigs, bulls in drag. What's going on? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, all around a great book.
1: If I can, if I can, you know, give a little bit of background, you know, me and Richard, we work very close head in hand um, where we become really good friends and, and uh, throughout this whole creating process. And, you know, uh, I'm proud of him because it's one of those things where he didn't know exactly what he had you know in his hands and when he sent me the first couple of pages i already knew you know i i saw the adult swim i saw the toys i i i I saw the vision and i think he did too but i just like any creator you 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 doubt yourself and you you're like oh are people gonna like this and you know what i love is is hearing all three of you guys just like really you know and you enjoyed the book there were parts that were your favorite and and you're looking forward to introducing it to new you know to to other people who have never heard of it and that's you know as as a friend and as 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 a creator in arms so to speak um i'm, I'm really happy for it because i mean it really is an excellent book and it does take that superhero genre and flip it right on his ear you know yeah. so uh, so i really like I, you know i'm really happy to hear the the positive reactions
2: well, it's always uh, good to read a book that, you know, b- evokes that reaction in us. Sure. Something that's familiar but fresh at the
0: same yeah. time. It hits notes you want it to hit without mm-hmm. feeling stale.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. No, thank you. So where uh, can listeners right now get number one, or is it out yet?
4: Number one will be premiering at C2E2. Um, <laughs> hey, hey. That's what we, we, And uh, it, it's being—it actually— like it was off on the phone with the printer, it is being printed right now.
2: <laughs> oh, wow! Um,
4: I mean, right at this very moment,
2: as we but, speak. Um, how about that?
4: Yeah, and uh, we'll have it there at the booth, that'll be the the, the first opportunity uh, to get the book, and then we're going to have it on Comixology. Um, that's however long it takes Comixology to you know format the files after we've formatted the files, and then of course, um. I have yet to launch the website because I have another comic book website. And to tell you the truth, getting ready with everything else is I didn't want to just, I don't want to, the other comic book website when it came out, you know, it's got multiple pages, it's got, it's got characters you can click on and see their sheets. It's got background in the town. It's got a whole world building thing. And I just didn't want to give wild bull and chipper less of a treatment. So it's coming. The website is coming. The Facebook page is coming. Um, we haven't really even put images out there yet, but we're doing that this week. Um, I'm really excited to see how people react.
2: I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 This is an That's awesome book. That's what I keep telling them. That's what I keep telling them. Yeah. Hold, keep your chin up there, Richard. This is a great book, man. Yeah, don't, yeah, just don't get down stop, on this. Stop,
1: stop crying about
2: it, Richard. <laughs> oh.
0: And if something goes wrong, you know you've got an excellent product, so you personally must have messed up in some capacity. Uh, no pressure. <laughs> oh, I knew just
4: when I thought I couldn't open another door to pressure and paranoia. <laughs> That's what I'm here
2: for. Way you know. to go, I just Jay. want to help.
4: And you give, and you give. I
2: understand everything. <laughs> well, we're uh, very proud to say that we're also going to be uh, having this book at our table at the uh, Space Convention right here in Columbus, Ohio. When is that, Jack? April 9th and 10th. Yes. We're going to be featuring a whole lot of uh, Think Alike production titles, including the agency, uh, Stabity Bunny that was uh, mentioned earlier, and Wild Bull and Chipper. And... Uh, We want to one thank you guys for uh, you know allowing us to sell that stuff, and two tell you uh, how proud we are to have your stuff on Mm -hmm. our table. Absolutely.
1: Well, you know, it's we're not allowing you to do anything. What we're doing is is supporting each other um, in a way that I think most established. People, you know, comic book companies and radio show hosts and and things like that—they they can only dream of coming together the way the indie community comes together. I think, and you, um, you this, know, yeah. so so I think you know this is a this is a, a match made in heaven, and you know we're, we we can you know we'll always be there for you guys because again you've been there for us and um, and having our books there and having you guys excited to to show. You know your your fan base, your listeners, and the people in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, think alike productions. I mean, that's just you know that it. it again, you know, it was three years ago, man, I started with the agency, and and I didn't you know, I just wanted to make comic books. I didn't, I didn't know that God was going to bless me with uh, a great writing partner and with, uh, with, with, with a good friend, uh, you know, with the good friends that I have, like Richard and Bob, uh, Sally, and, you know, and just people that are around me, you know, Benjamin Sharp, but people that have come around me and said, you know what, I believe in your vision i believe in think alike productions i believe in what you're trying to do for the indie comic books world let's let's do it together and um, and you know having you guys reach out and say hey look man we're doing a con what do you think about sending us you know a couple books and i it's like forget a couple we're going to send you as many as we can and you know and, and we hope you have a great time with it and you know again i hope it just it comes full circle because you know, it's one of those things where you know, I, I just I just love to support, and where I can support, then I will be there. And and I think that that all that stuff comes back. You know, not to sound corny, but like you know, like that movie Pay It Forward. You know, you <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: you, you, you do something good, something good will come out of it. And you know, and that's not no why one you gets You'll, stabbed. You know, right. And hopefully, nobody gets stabbed at the con. You know, and um, and we'll be all right. Well, we're going to Chicago, so I you know I don't know. Ooh, man. You no know, it's guarantees. 80s, yeah. That's no like guarantees, a
0: fifty-fifty chance. Yeah,
4: exactly. <laughs>
1: But, but, you know, all that to say that, you know, I appreciate you guys and, 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 and what you're doing for, for, for Think Alike.
4: One other thing, guys, if I could if I could add. Sure. I just want to say I, I just recently came on board, although when I first met Ruben, you know, I was inspired and I was just starting the first issue of Stabity Bunny as far as I had some color pages out there. And I told him about some other concepts and already he was living up to his, uh, his own ideals, I mean, he was he helped me get a letter immediately, he didn't know me for three minutes, um, and he was encouraging, and really, you know, one of the reasons why I, I did Stabity and, and one of the reasons why Walbo and Chipper uh, was is in your hands right now is because, you know, encouragement. And I think that's—we sometimes lose track of how impactful, you know, a little positive encouragement can 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 be. So I want to thank Ruben and thank you guys. And by the way, I'll be I'll be seeing you at your table. I'm gonna just come as a as a ticket holder. Really? And, uh, fantastic. Yes. So I'll swing by and do uh, you need any uh Stavity Bunny or wobble and Chipper Comics Autographed. I'll be happy to do that.
2: Awesome. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We maybe we could coordinate that, or if if you're wanting to, I mean, we'd love to be like, hey, we got the crater here. You want to sign some autographs? if you're down for that.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, I'm going to be there totally just to enjoy the convention, uh, meet other creators. Um, I'd be happy to. You know, I'd be happy to be at your guys' table for a little bit if you'll sure. if you'll have me. Of course. That's right. You you sell yourself, Richard.
1: That's right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's right.
2: That's awesome. That's exciting. We get to uh, meet one of you guys finally. That's Cool. We're all
1: in it together.
2: Yeah. You know? That's
1: awesome. No, it's it, it's it's crazy because you know not, you know not, to, I'm not I'm not I do not want to bring up any negativity but and I'm not going to say you know who it was or what it was about but you know something happened last night on on the good old Facebook.
0: <laughs> as where, it often does.
1: As it often <laughs> does, and it you know strange it didn't have anything to do with Trump and um, (laughs) that's a new one yeah Um, but you know somebody you know somebody said something about you know a a book of you know think-alikes and one of my creators and you know this is you know it it just it, it, it fueled this this sith rage inside of me and and uh and i was ready to break out the dual lightsaber and go hunt this guy down and and then i you know i talked to richard and i talked to to to, to bob and and they were like ruben you know that's not you know that's not you i you know i catch myself i'm like i'm not a sith i'm a jedi you know i gotta let this i gotta let this go i can't deal in absolute because you know this person's dealing in absolute he's you know he's saying something you know like if it's a fact when it's not and and it and it and it and it bothered me because you know it was it's one of those things where it's like you know if like robert kirkman or like you know uh Field or, or jim lee looked at one of our books and was like yeah you know you could be doing a lot better you know i would look at him and be like well this is a person who's established this is a person who's done years and years but this is a you know this is an independent person who's done you know who's in the same ring as we are he's playing in the same sandbox that we are and i thought how horrible it is to to, to have those kind of feelings and those, and those kinds of things towards towards people who who should be your comrades towards people yeah, who you should who you should yeah. want to you know you know bring up along right along with you or have them bring you up right along with them and and you rather you know point the finger and, and make you know Trump esque comments you yeah. know and it's a it's a shame so you know to have guys like you who you know you're established you got a podcast you got people listening to you all the time and it's you know and and here come these 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 little comic book creators and you're like you know what we hear the passion we hear the drive we enjoy your books how can we help you and, 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 in turn, you know, give, you know, spread the word. And so it's, to me, I think this is, this is the example that we want to set in the independent community world, whether you're, whether you're an artist, a writer, a podcaster, listen, we, you know, we all start somewhere. uh, And no matter how big we get, we have to remain humble and, and always be willing to turn around and extend a hand and say, what can I do
0: for you? What can I do for you? Got everything so. to gain from working together. Mm-hmm. There's exactly. no reason to be yeah. at each other's throats at this level.
2: Yeah. Just think exactly. of the amount of resources that person has just, you know, brushed away oh, man. with just such an ignorant, you know, mm-hmm. move. I mean, especially mm-hmm. being in that business. You just pushed mm-hmm. away so many good resources. And, and how like little
0: that. confidence does a person have when they have to tear down another person's creation when mm-hmm. they themselves know the difficulty and the passion that, that has to go right. into making something like exactly. that. Exactly. To dismiss all that is absurd.
3: Yep. Pushed away the fifth degree of Kevin Bacon.
1: Right, that's right. That, that's why I don't That's why I don't judge things anymore that people create except for Joel Schumacher's Batmans. I mean, you know, other than that. For a good
2: reason. <laughs> right.
1: Other than, other than that, when I see something, you know, people were like, oh, gods of Egypt, it's trash. And I'm like, well, do me a favor. You write a script, get it greenlit, get $200 million budget uh, uh, sent to you and shoot a movie and we'll see how good it comes out. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, at the end of the day, you may not like it, but there's other people who are out there who like it. So it's like, right. you can't bag on it. Don't, you know, don't do that. Don't do that. And, I, and it took me a long time to learn that because I came from a very competitive nature you know uh, for for my in my 20s for 10 years 11 and a half years i did music and i you know specific you know i did i did hip-hop i was you know i was in hip-hop and it and and that was a very competitive genre you know and and you know i came out of there with kind of like this bravado when i started writing where i was like oh you know this guy can't write like me and then i started to realize like this this shit is hard (laughs) all right Mm -hmm. so so (laughs) anybody who can write you know a hundred pages of something you know or do what richard does which is sit there and think of a universe, and lay down, you know, from you know, from page one, from the cover to the to 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 issue number thirty-six. You know, don't you? You can't harp on that. This is a person who who shows dedication, commitment, drive, passion. Those are all admi- ad- ad- admirable qualities. And I think that you know, even if what they have put out isn't for you, that gives you no right, no right, right. to tear it. You know, so exactly. couldn't agree more. I'm well not saying let's you know hold hands and sing Kumbaya, but you know, <laughs> a, a version of that
4: would be nice. But I've never had a worse Kumbaya tease in my <laughs> life.
0: <laughs> you thought? No it
4: was,
2: kidding! Thought I had my funny. guitar on my lap. Me and Jake were already oh, we're holding ready hands to go, here, man.
0: The yeah. brotherly love in this room is palpable.
2: I know you could <laughs> climb around in it. You know, it's ready to start a fire.
1: <laughs> who's, who's got the s'mores oh. well, <laughs> you know well, I always got the s'mores come on
2: <laughs> well guys I want to thank you so much for taking time to be on the show with us tonight and uh, again always a pleasure and uh, thanks for all the support you give us thank well,
1: you Thank, you, thank you guys it was thank a you. lot of fun now I'm going to go watch Last Action Hero <laughs> oh, oh, that definitely. might make a few
2: of us actually <laughs> Jack, what we got on the website?
3: Go to canairpodcast.com where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on our social media, visit the Wall of Justice, see the Hall of Heroes, go to our video page where you can see some of our YouTube videos, and if you want to be a guest and promote your work, go to the contact page, fill out the form, and submit a, a letter to us. I ran out of steam at the end. <laughs> also, we have our Deadpool contest going on till the end of the month. you can oh, go yes. Click on the Deadpool link and fill out the form, and you'll be entered to win that prize pack that they see on the page there. Pretty neat. I want to keep it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's... Legitimate loot. It's not yes, like yeah, it's, we it's went a, to the five dollars store and no, bought some yeah. stuff. This is this is some cool crap. It's it's worth your about hands forty on bucks. Merch.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 All
2: you have to do is go to the website and just type a few things. It's so why simple. not? Yeah, why just not? Just give
0: us all your personal information, your blood type, and your work schedule. <laughs> That's
2: all we're asking for. I mean, is, this, is that too much? No, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget to find us on Twitter at air, pod and on Instagram at Can underscore Air. And uh, like we mentioned earlier, at the uh, the Columbus Space Con, coming up one more time, April... April 9th and 10th. April 9th and 10th, Candair is going to have its very first ever con booth. And we're going to be selling books from Thinkalike Production. You'll be able to check out, again, Wild Bull and Chipper and some other books like The Agency and uh, Stabity Bunny. Under the no? Flesh. Under the Flesh. The And Under the Flesh, yes. Don't forget that one, too. Like I did. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And don't forget to uh, check out some of the other great shows here on uh, Wizard World's Con Radio. Um, Next week, we're actually going to be doing our first cross pod with the gentleman from over at uh, Game Fix. Yes. Pod. Yeah, we got to catch nice. up with them last weekend in Cleveland. Uh, it's going to be cool. Yeah, really nice guys. Yeah. We love games ourselves, so hey. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to have some fun with those yeah. guys, so look forward to that next week, and uh, until then, I am Jeremy Colley,
0: Jack Doherty, Jake Runyon, and I'm Ruben Romero, and Richard Rivera.
2: Thanks for listening, everyone. mom billy did it hold on there mervin wow it's flint it's one thing to break a window but it's another to blame simple billy you should be inside listening to the candor podcast what about the window i guess you shouldn't have broke it now we know and knowing is half the battle GI Joe. i don't
1: know if you guys heard he is the new commissioner
3: gordon no shit. Your nipples are telling me different.
0: Uh,
4: well, uh, she... The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War. But half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict the heroes, the villains. We'll discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality, of the fighting, and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show.